this morning for the reading of God's Word. Uh, we're going to be reading from the book of Zechariah, chapter 9. Then we're going to go to the book of John, chapter 12. First, Zechariah, chapter 9. And beginning at verse, verse number 8. Zechariah chapter 9 beginning at verse 8 and I will account about mine house because of the army because of him that passeth by and because of him that returneth and no oppressor shall pass through them anymore for now have I seen with mine eyes rejoice greatly O daughter of Zion shout O daughter of Jerusalem, behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation lowly and riding upon an ass and upon a colt, the file of an ass. And then let's go to the book of John, chapter 12. John chapter 12 and beginning at verse 12. On the next day, much people that were come to the feast when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. And Jesus, when he had found a young ass, Set thereon, as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, thy king cometh, sitting on an ass colt. These things understood not his disciples at the first. But when Jesus was glorified, then remembered they that these things were written of him, and that they had done these things unto him. And by the help of the Holy Ghost this morning, I want to preach on a, a simple message. I want to preach on rejoice. 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 Your king has come. Rejoice. Your king has come. You can be seated this morning in the house of the Lord. The prophet Zechariah, um, for most we know that next week is, is Easter Sunday, and um, I pray that we're telling people about to next service, next week's service, and how good it's going to be, and the Lord is going to come, and he's going to show up, and he's going to do great things in people's lives, so let's be inviting family, let's be inviting friends, co-workers, people out in the grocery stores. Uh, we have flyers, so if you need some, let us know. We'll give them to you so you can hand them out. Uh, throughout the week, but I believe that the Lord wants to do something here this morning as well. Um, what a lot of people don't know is that um, this Sunday is referred to as Palm Sunday. It is the Sunday, it is the actually the week that led up to his crucifixion, and it was the week before he resurrected from the grave, which we will celebrate next week, but we know that Every day we celebrate his resurrection. We celebrate 
his death, his birth, all in one. We don't, we don't wait till a certain time of the year to celebrate, but we celebrate every day. And so here the prophet uh, Zechariah, he begins to um, prophesy. And he is, um, in this chapter, as you read, you will find out that there is prophecy spoken of, of judgment that is going to come upon different nations. Um, not only that, but he talked about how that um, some of those nations, that the, those that would be left over, that how that they would turn to the Lord and that they would be a part of God's people as he was prophesying about how that one day the, the Gentiles would come in and they would partake of this great salvation. How many are glad that you allowed God, that God allowed you to partake of this great salvation that we have today? Gentiles is anybody that are not Jewish, so I'm very thankful because I'm not Jewish. But I'm thankful that God allowed a little old dirty guy like me that is unclean, that is unfaithful at times, that is inconsistent, that God decided to work with someone like me, that he decided to extend mercy and grace to me. And so because of that, we all are here this morning. Um, but Zechariah begins to go on, and he begins to, um, he begins to talk about something else that I want to um, touch on because um, the Bible says that he talked about um, God's people and how the day would come that the Lord would encamp around about them, how that God would be their protection and that God's eyes would be upon them, and how that those that oppressed God's people would no longer go through them. They would no longer come, and they would no longer oppress them. They would no longer uh, cause them um, heavy burdens to be placed upon them. Um, they would no longer force them into doing things that they really didn't want to do. Um, the word oppressor or oppressed, it means to be against. It means that you lay heavy burden. You're against someone. You lay a heavy burdens upon someone, um, whether it is mentally or spiritually. Um, there is heavy burdens that are laid upon a person. You are you're weighing them down. And um, and the prophet saw a day that God's people would no longer have to endure this. They would no longer have to deal with their enemies coming in and oppressing them and weighing them down and, and causing them to be stressed out and causing them to, to go through the affliction that they was dealing with. Um, you'll see the example of one being oppressed or a nation being oppressed. You'll see it in the book of the first, where, where it was first recorded. You'll see it in the book of Exodus. You'll see where God's people are in Egypt, and um, God's people had been left there in Egypt, and a king that rose up in that time that did not, did not know Joseph and did not respect, um, had any respect for God's people, decided that, you know what? These people, they are constantly multiplying. They're getting greater and greater. You know what? We need to put them Enslaved. We need to enslave them lest they get so great that they join our enemies and they turn on us. And so that was the whole idea. We are going to enslave them 
so that they can't turn on us and join our enemy. So you read in the book of Exodus, you read about a people that are enslaved. They have to, um, they, there's this quota that they have to meet on a daily basis. And if they don't, then they are going to be beaten. They are going to be whipped. They, they, ha- they are under great burdens. Okay? And so this is the first, first example of you'll see in the word of God. And it go, you'll go on and you'll read where, um, you'll read in the book of 2nd uh, Kings. Um, you'll read where um, there was a certain woman and that her husband had died. And the woman, she came crying to the prophet Elisha. And she talked about how her, how her husband had died. And now the creditor is coming to take her sons to be bondmen. You're talking about being in debt. You're talking about someone that is coming to enslave your sons. And now she is crying out to the prophet Elijah. Not only there, you'll read in the book of Nehemiah how that um, Nehemiah, God sent Nehemiah back to rebuild the walls and, and to restore things back in the city. Well, you'll read where the people, the, the poor people of the land, how that they begin to talk and they begin to cry out to Nehemiah. They begin to say that, you know, our family is great. And we have, we've given, we, we, we are borrowing. And the sad thing about it was they was, were borrowing from Jews that was in a greater and a better position than they were, but they weren't cutting them any kind of slack. They were, they were actually uh, making things worse for them. And the people said, we've given everything, we've sold um, we've, we sold all of our land we, so that we'll have enough food to provide for our families. And, and it's to the point where we've had to sell our children and our daughters into slavery. And they said, we don't ha- and we don't have the power to redeem them. It's important that we understand that we need some help this morning. It's important that we understand that the things that we've lost, the things that we've given up for temporary satisfaction, it's important that we got to realize that the only way we're going to get that back is we get some help. And I'm talking about some divine help. I'm talking about help that comes from from above. We ain't got the power in ourselves to do it on our own. There are people that are trying to get, they're trying to figure out how to get peace in their lives enjoying their lives and they're trying to do it on their own but I got news for you the only way you're going to break off the hold that the enemy has on your life you're not going to be able to think your way through it you're not going to be able to figure it out through some textbook you're going to have to get those hands in there you're going to have to lift up your voice and you're going to have to cry out to God and believe that God has an answer for your need this morning and so this is different examples of people that were oppressed by the oppressor. You'll find out that the Solomon, when I read this in the book of Solomon chapter 4, it blew my mind because it helps you to understand that we are all in this kind of condition before God comes into our lives. The Bible says that Solomon said that he began to he began to look at all of the oppression that is done under the sun. And he said that I saw such tears of those 
that were oppressed and there were none to comfort them. He's talking about a people. He's talking about people that are crying out. Tears are running down their face as they are oppressed and there is no help around. There is no one to comfort them. There is no one to make their situation any better. And I'm going to tell you, I believe that there are some people that, that are oppressed in their spirits, that are burning down. They are weighed down by the cares of this life. They're weighed down, and they are oppressed by the things that the devil is, is, is troubling their minds with. And you'll find yourself in a spot where you feel like there is no one to help. You cry out for loved ones. Loved ones are nowhere to be found. You cry out for friends for help, and friends are nowhere to be found. And people are left in a state and in a position where they feel like there is none that can help me. There is none that is going to comfort me from the things that I'm dealing with and that I'm going through. But somebody needs to read what the prophet is speaking about here because he said that there is going to come a day where there will be one. He Matter of fact, he said rejoice and shout. He said that your king is coming. He is on his way. He said that he is coming with salvation. I want somebody to know that there is deliverance in the house of the Lord this morning because the king of all kings have come and he's come to see about you. He's come to see about me. He's come to lift that heavy load, that heavy burden off of your shoulders. He has come. And Zechariah, he sees this. He sees this day where we, where people would be relieved from the things that have them burdened down, that have them weighted down. I want somebody to know this morning, you may have came in here this morning weighed down in your spirit, but I want you to know that you don't have to leave this morning the same way you came in. That by the time you leave here, you can leave here with your hands lifted in the air. You may have came in with them hanging down by your side. You may have came in with your head hanging down. But I got news for you. You don't have to leave here the same way you came in. You may have came in with tears running down your eyes. But you can leave here with your, uh, a smile on your face. You can leave here this morning knowing that I can make it. I will make it because there is a God that loves me and that cares about me. And so, Zechariah, he prophesies about this. He is being shown the day that there would be a king that would come and that his people would no longer have to worry about being oppressed. They would no longer have to worry about laying up in the middle of the night wondering, how things are going to come to pass in their life. They would no longer have to be stressed out. They would no longer have to be weighted down with those burdens. They would no longer have to worry about their enemy oppressing them. Hard press, weighted down. You're reading the word we read in the book of John. John chapter 12. And you read where Jesus, the Bible tells us, that the time came for this to come to pass. And 
I believe that we ought to rejoice this morning. I believe that we should rejoice this morning as we realize that I don't have to stay in the condition that I'm in. I don't have to stay in the state that I am. I know that I've gone a long time without being comforted, but this morning there is one that will comfort you. The Bible says that Jesus told his disciples, he said, I will not leave you comfortless. He told them, lo, I'll be with you always. Somebody need to know, you may not can depend on friends all the time. You may not can depend on family all the time. But there is one that has promised you that I'll never leave you, that I'll never forsake you, that lo, I'll be with you always. I don't know about anybody else, but I rejoice over the fact that I have someone that I can lean on. I don't have to worry about if it's going to be there. I know without a shadow of a doubt, even in the middle of the storm, that God is going to be right there by my side. I rejoice over that. I shout over that this morning. I want to dance about that this morning. I don't want to sit down. I want to get up in the, my hands in the air. I want to open up my mouth as I realize that God is on my side. He is on my side. So the time comes. You can be seated this morning. The time comes. Where, and you'll read in the book of Matthew, the book of Mark, the book of Luke, and the book of John about Jesus' entry, his, his triumphant entry as the king that has come to save his people. And people say, a lot of times people want to say, well, you know, the Bible is contradictory. You know, everybody says it says something differently here and there. There's contradiction in the word of God. And you know, a lot of times the way I explain to people that God's word is not contradictory. There's nothing in God's word that's contradictory. If you can look at it from the fact that all of us, if we all read a certain book, I promise you that we all wouldn't have the same outlook when it came time to talk about the book that we read, that we all read, we all wouldn't talk about the same things. There would be something that would stand out to me that I would talk, uh, talk about. There would be something that stood out to you that you would talk about and caught your attention, and you talked about it. And that's all it is. You have four accounts, and each writer saw something different. Something stood out to them. Something different stood out to them, and they wrote it, in their writings, but it all comes together. It all comes together. And so you'll read where Jesus, he begins, he sends his disciples and he tells them to go and to go to a certain place. He told them that there's going to be an animal there that has never been read by men. He said, I want you to go get it. I want you to go unloose it. And I want you to bring it. He said, if anybody says anything to you about it, he says that the, tell them that the Lord has need of it. And so they follow his instructions. They follow what he told them. And as they bring it back, they put, garment, they put their garments on this animal. And they, Jesus is, begins to get on this animal. In one place it talked about how they laid their garments out down on the ground. And the Bible says that as he began to come 
into the city. The word tells us that they took palm branches. This is why this week is referred to as Palm Sunday. They took palm branches and they begin to wave those palm branches. They begin to sing Hosanna, Hosanna. They begin to say, blessed is he that come in the name of the Lord. And they begin to rejoice. They begin to shout. They begin to praise the Lord. I don't believe that they did it for any old reason. I believe that they remember the prophecy of the prophet uh, Zechariah, how that he spoke of that the oppressor would no longer oppress God's people, that God would encamp around about his people, that God, that your king is going to come. He said, rejoice, shout, your king is going to come to you riding on a certain animal. He's going to come and he's going to, he's going to have salvation. Salvation is going to be with him. The deliverance that you've been looking for to overcome, to, come, to get past, to break free of the, the things that have you oppressed and beat down and weighed down. Your king is coming with it. This is coming with it. And those people, as they recognized what was happening, they didn't just sit there. They didn't just stand there with their arms, arms to the side or folded. They took palm branches and they begin to rejoice. They begin to wave. They begin to shout. They begin to call upon the name of the Lord. Honey, I don't believe that it should be any different this morning. I got news for you. Your king has come to set you free this morning. He has come to deliver you. He's come with salvation for you. I don't believe it should be any different. Now, I'm going to tell you because as always going to be as people begin to pour out their hearts and cry out to God. I'm going to tell you I don't care what people think about me when it comes down to me praising the Lord. When it comes down to me getting what I have need of. See, because I refuse to leave out of here being bound by the same thing that I came in bound by. I refuse to go another day of being weighted down by stress, being weighted down by how the bills are going to get taken care of. Weighted down about the problems that are going on in the home, weighted down by the pressures of this life to conform and to bend and do what everybody else is doing. Honey, I need some relief from that this morning. I need God to come in, and I need God to lift that heavy load off of my shoulders. Then Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and that are heavy laden. What did he say? He said, I will give you rest. Honey, I got news for you. You're not going to find rest in the pill this morning. You're not going to find it in the bottle. You're not going to find it in relationship. It is found in Jesus Christ this morning. I come to rejoice for the fact that there is a God that cares enough about me that he came. He showed up this morning to see about me, about my needs, about my worries, about my problems. And so these people, they recognize this. They see this. 
they understand that prophecy has been fulfilled. I believe that when Jesus shows up, I believe we need to act like we know Jesus is here. There are some people, they, don't, they act in certain manners like they don't know who's in the house. Or they don't know who showed up. And the attitude is, well, you know, what they're shouting about. They need to quiet down a little bit. They need to calm down. What, what's all the commotion about? And you find out that people really don't understand. See, a lot of times people think that the things that are plaguing their minds, the things that have them stressed out, they think that they're just thoughts that they're having. They think that's just a coincidence. But I'm going to tell you that there's a devil that works through the mind. There's a devil that has, that, 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 that thing that has a hold of you that you can't break free of. Understand that there's an unclean spirit that is trying to keep you oppressed. That is trying to keep you weighted down. That is trying to keep you bound. And so it's not just thoughts that I'm having. It's an unclean spirit that has been sent to trouble my mind, to trouble my heart, to keep me bound, to keep me locked up. And so these people understood that, hey, the one that set me free from that is here. He has come. And you know what? I need him. I'm not going to just stand by the wayside like I don't know what's going on. I'm going to shout like the prophet said. I'm going to rejoice like the prophet said because my king has come to deliver me. See, their problem was, and where they went wrong as a nation, they thought that the king that was going to come was coming to deliver them from the physical problems that they was dealing with. And they was coming, he was going to come and set them free from the, from the Romans. But how many know that before Jesus ever addressed the physical, he's going to always address the spiritual. God cares more about your spiritual condition than he does your physical. That doesn't mean he doesn't care about it. That just means he's going to deal with the, the spiritual first. And you'll find out that when he deals with the spiritual, everything else in the physical will fall in line. But you got to understand that God is concerned about your spirit. He's concerned about the condition of your spirit. God wants to set you free in your spirit. You'll see this example where they came and they brought the, man, the young man that was, was bound in the bed and, and how that his friends brought him and they tried to come in through the, through the door but the, the place was packed and so they went to the top of the roof and they began to break up the ceiling they began to pull things up and break things up and they let that young man down into that home and the Bible says that Jesus saw their faith how many know that Jesus sees your faith this morning how many know that Jesus knows whether you got faith or whether you don't have faith this morning? You can't fool him. You can fool a lot of people, but you can't fool him. 
And the Bible says that he saw that they had saw their faith. I'm going to tell you, it takes faith to go up to the top of a roof and begin to break things up and, and begin to let that young, let him down into that home. It takes a whole lot of faith to believe that you're going to, and believe in that I'm going to, his need is going to be met. And Jesus saw their faith. And the first thing you'll see that he did, he didn't heal him. He didn't say, rise up. He didn't tell him that. He said, thy sins are forgiven of thee. He forgave him of his sins. Then he healed him. He spoke the word and he was healed. Jesus is more concerned about the spiritual than he is the physical. Doesn't mean that he's not going to take care of the physical. It just means the priority is the spiritual. And so these people, as they saw their king coming, they began to rejoice. And they went wrong as a nation because they thought that he was going to take care of the physical. He came to take care of well, what was really wrong inside of them, what their problem was, and that was sin that had them bound, things that they had given themselves over to, things that they had allowed in their lives that now those things have them oppressed. A lot of times when people give themselves over to certain things, to, to certain behaviors, they don't believe that the very thing is going to turn around and enslave them. Now they can't stop doing it. Now, before, smoking was a cool thing to do. And all of my buddies are doing it. All of my friends are doing it. Now I'm bound by it. Now I'm stricken with love cancer. And even... Being stricken with love, counsel, I still can't stop. You would think that will stop people. You think, but I've known people have holes cut in their throat and still smoking. When you take the, when people first take, the, take, take that first drink, they don't think that that thing that they are giving themselves over to is going to turn around and slave them. Now, they got to have the drink. And it gets so bad that I've seen people in horrible conditions. Horrible conditions. People that yield to perversion. Young people that yield to perversion and illicit behavior. Don't think that that thing that they've yielded themselves to is going to be the very thing that turns around and now it has them oppressed. They can't stop. They want to stop, but they can't stop. I'm, talking, I'm telling you, God came to deliver us from that kind of condition. God came to set us free from that kind of oppression. There are things that will oppress out, that oppresses our spirit. And these people, as they saw, they saw the prophecy being fulfilled. They begin to take those palm branches. They begin to rejoice. They begin to shout. They begin to cry out to God as they realize the one that has come to deliver us is finally here. It's finally here. But the Bible tells us that there were those that you're going to always have the prim and proper that want to put on the, the show that everything is okay. Everything is fine. Why are they doing all of this? What is all of this? This is, 
this is not called for. And the problem was, they looked at the part, but Jesus had already revealed what was inside of them. He had already revealed that their hearts were not right. There was unclean things inside of them. If anybody needed to be crying out, they should have been crying out too. They thought that they had it all figured out. They thought they knew everything, and they knew the law back and forth, but they missed it completely when it was concerning Jesus Christ. How many know that religion will never get it right when it's concerning Jesus? Religion will miss it each and every time. Don't give me religion this morning. Give me the word of God. Give me something that is going to deliver me, that is going to deliver my mind, that is going to help me to have victory and power to overcome. And so they said, you know what? Hey, tell these people to be quiet. What, are you, what is all the dancing for? What is all the running the arms for? What is all, why, why are your hands raised up like that? Why are you so loud? Why are you crying out like that? It's amazing the people that look down on worship. It's amazing the people that criticize worship. And you know what? It's the very people that need to worship God like that. You'll find out that if you worship God like that, you just may break free of some things. Some things that hold you bound and hold you captive, you just may break free from it. Worldliness. If you praise God like that, that, that thing that holds you captive, you just might break free from it. But they were so used to looking the part and making it seem like everything was good and fine and that they had it all under control. They said, tell them to be quiet. Quiet down. And Jesus looked at him. He said, if these hold their peace. When I often read that, I missed, I must have missed this word. But I read it, and he didn't say, he didn't just say the rocks would cry out. He said immediately. Immediately. That means that if I stop praising, immediately the rocks are going to cry out. Let me tell you something. I believe that, and that lets us know that nature itself knows to praise God. Nature itself knows that God is worthy of the praise. How much more should I know that God is worthy of the praise? The one that he breathed breath into his body this morning, the one that he kept in his right mind, the one that he kept. Come on, somebody hear me this morning. Do you realize that God is worthy of the praise? He's worthy of all of the glory this morning. You need to think about how good God has been to you. You need to think about how faithful God has been to you. And you'll realize that he is worthy. He's worthy of the praise. And so, Zechariah said, he's going to come. He's going to come, Ryan. He's going to come with deliverance. He's going to come with deliverance. I'm talking, I want to tell somebody this morning, you came in here struggling with something, God has your answer this morning. You came in here bound this morning, God has what you have need of to be delivered from that this morning. He said, rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion, shout, 
O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and have a salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass. I want you to know that God came with salvation for you this morning. He came to deliver. He came to set you free from what it is that holds you bound. And I don't know about anybody else, but I come to get loud about it this morning. I didn't come... I didn't come to go through the motion this morning. Yeah, yeah, God is good. Yeah, okay, when is this going to be over with? No, I come to get my hands in the air. I come to open up my mouth. I come to lift up my voice and really pour out my heart unto God. I come to rejoice that I don't have to leave here bound any longer. I can leave here set free. I can leave here with power. I can leave here with a, I can leave here with a praise on my lips. I can leave here free this morning. Let us stand this morning in the house of the Lord. I'm telling you that the devil loves, he loves to inflict pain on people. He loves to cause people to believe that there is no hope, there is no help. And you'll find out that the very, you know, I don't want to come and pretend like everything is good in my life and like I don't have need of anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's good for, that's good for somebody else, but I don't have need of that. I'm going to tell you, we all have trouble. We all have problems. Job said it like this. He didn't say some men. He said man is born to trouble. As the sparks fly upward, there's trouble in every life. There is problems. There are things that have us to the point where we're about to lose our minds. And I'm going to tell you, there is a devil that will work through those things. There's a devil that will try to oppress people's spirits and try to keep them bound. But I want you to know, and I believe that there are people that really feel that there's no one to comfort them. There's no one to help them. As they cry tears day in and out, night after night, some people cry themselves to sleep. And Solomon had it right. Before God, I can identify with being in that condition. I can identify with being oppressed in my spirit. And feeling like there is no help nowhere. How can I break free from this? No one has the answer. But it was until I realized that there was one that came to set me free. There's one that loved me so much. And he knew that I would have need of him. The song we just sung before. It said, I need, I, I need you, Jesus, come to my rescue. Well, that's what Zechariah is talking about. He's talking about a king that is going to come to rescue his people, to set them free. I'm going to tell you, that's what Jesus did. The mighty God came down from heaven, robed himself in flesh, and he went to the cross. He was beaten, he was spit upon, 
crown of thorns placed on his head, nails in his hands and his feet, in his side, mocked. He went through all of that to deliver us, to set us free. He saw a day that there would be a people that would be here and they would be oppressed by the enemy. Things that would have them weighted down in their spirits. And he made it up in his mind that I'm going to go to the cross so that they don't have to go through that. Do you know that because Jesus died and he shed his blood on the cross that you don't have to stay in that state that you're in. You don't have to be oppressed and depressed. You don't have to be bound. You don't have to be locked up in your spirit. You don't have to be weighted down by the pressures of life and by the pressures of those that feel that you should be living your life somewhere, some, a different kind of way. You don't have to be bound by the opinions of your, 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 your co-workers or your classmates. God came to set you free of that kind of pressure. God came to let you know that who you are concerning his ideal and his opinion of you. You don't have to be like everybody else. That doesn't have to weigh you down. That doesn't have to trouble your mind. God came to deliver me from stress. He came to deliver me from anxiety. He came, to, listen, God came to deliver me from my past. There are some people that are so bound by their past, what happened in their past, people that have hurt them, people that have done them wrong, people that have turned their backs on them, and it keeps them bound in their spirit. It keeps them weighted down. When Jesus is saying, I'm here, I've come, I've come to see about you, I've come to set you free, I've come to deliver you. I don't know about anybody else, but I want to take him up on his offer this morning. I want to take him up on his offer this morning. I want to lift up my hands. I want to lift up my voice. And I want to realize that my king is here to deliver me. My king is here to set me free. He's here to see about me. He's here to deliver me of some things. Somebody lift up your voice and lift up your hands and call upon the name of the Lord. Come on, somebody, lift up your voice. I want you to know you don't have to leave here any longer. You don't have to leave here this morning weighted down in your spirit. You don't have to leave here burdened down in your spirit. But Jesus has come. He has come to deliver you. He has come to set you free. He has come to give you what you have need of. Come on, somebody, lift up your voice. Lift up your hands. This altar is open. Let us come down, calling upon the name of the Lord. Let God touch your heart. Come on, come on down. Come with your heart, lift it with your hands, calling upon the name of the Lord. Let God touch you. Give it to Jesus. Let him remove that heavy burden. Come on, I come to let out a shout this morning. Come on, I come to rejoice this morning. My Savior, my Savior has come to set me free. He's come to see about me. He's come to give me deliverance. Oh, somebody lift up your voice this morning. Yes, let us. 
Oh, come on, somebody, go ahead and lift them up. Come on, somebody, go ahead and wave those palm branches. Go ahead and praise him this morning. Go ahead and glorify him this morning. He's worthy.